What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, my guest is Becca Madigan. She is the head of the solutions team at Price Labs, and she's here to uh, talk about the recent uh, breakthrough updates that Price Labs re- released. Uh, quite a quite a lot of really exciting functionality, I have to say, yeah. uh, that you guys released. So, Becca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jasper. This is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have been working on that update for a long time, right? Yeah, this is really years in the making. So Price Labs was launched um, back in 2014. Uh, we've gone through various iterations of our algorithm and various iterations of just our tools in general. Um, but this one, we've really been focusing on probably for the past two years. And then um, we've also added in a bunch of other really cool releases that come for not only sort of our wanting to improve on the tools, but also a lot of it is coming from our, our user feedback as well. So it's been really great to kind of bring that to market and be able to kind of show all these features that people have been asking for for quite some time. Awesome. Well, I know we have a lot to cover, so let's uh, yeah. why don't we dive in. Why don't you, uh, why don't you start off with a, a quick kind of high-level overview of the main uh, updates that you guys have implemented? Yeah. Do you, do you want to go over sort of what Price Labs is or just generally just jump into yeah, think, the... Think- uh, Everybody knows. Know. Good. Okay. People will be listening to this thing. <laughs> they probably know. <laughs> awesome. No, I love that. Yeah. So, kind of like the um, the main thing that we've sort of been focusing on, like I was saying, for the past two years, it's been taking up a lot of our data science team's bandwidth. Is we've actually re-engineered our algorithm essentially from the ground up. So we've launched our new algorithm. Um, all of the new users that have been joining a price lab since maybe August are, are on the new algorithm. We were A-B testing before that, and we're, we're slowly rolling out um, the new algorithm to all of our current users. Um, but we've made some really incredible changes. So in the past you know, uh, you know, time since 2014, um, a lot has changed. There's a lot more really good data available. Um, there's data science in general has just sort of improved over time. Um, so we're able to do a lot more. Essentially, our data team got together and they said, if we were to rebuild this from the ground up, like what would we actually have done differently? How can we really make the um, the algorithm be sort of how it should be if we were just to completely reinvent it, uh, which can take some time. It takes a lot of um, a lot of effort, a lot of sort of re-engineering and testing. But what we've seen, at least in the past couple of months when we've started to sort of test this and launch this with our new users, is that any, on average, people are actually seeing a 26% uplift in RevPAR um, if they weren't using price apps before moving to this new algorithm. And this is actually really incredible because a lot of the world sort of started using the algorithm going into maybe their shoulder season, like August, and at least in the U.S. tends to be kind of like when things start to slow down. Um, so we sort of actually expect that uplift to be greater uh, once we've sort of been testing this for an entire year. Amazing. So, yeah, what are the what are the biggest updates? Yeah, so again, just to the algorithm, uh, we've got a bunch of other things that we'll talk about in a minute, I'm sure. Um, 
essentially how we were treating data before, um, we would sort of figure out markets, right? So if you are, so I'm based out of Charleston, South Carolina. So if you're in Charleston, we would essentially say, okay, this whole area generally is going to behave like the rest of the area. If you live in James Island versus Mount Pleasant versus sort of these sub markets, generally things are going to act the same. Um, so that's how we would treat our seasonality. We'd say this is going to be your high season. This is going to be your low season. Um, and we could make some manual adjustments. Uh, we actually added a pacing factor last year to say, okay, is the market changing? Maybe there's more supply or less demand or something's going on that's causing this season to not really perform the way that it has in the past. Um, now, so we've sort of moved away from that sort of model of like it's in a market essentially and we are looking at the 350 closest units to yours so if you have 10 units even if they're if they're within the same general market um if one's sort of on the east side and one's on the west side there might be slight differences in demand throughout the year but also you know um day of week events all that stuff um, so we've actually moved the seasonal model down to sort of that hyper local um, set of data. Um, and it's making it a lot better um, because you'll think about it. So again, we're using um, very like similar size listings. So if you have a really large home, a six, seven bedroom home, those tend to be a lot more um, extreme in their seasonality. If you're in your high season, you probably are going to pay more for a seven bedroom home. Whereas if you're in sort of a low season, not many large groups are necessarily traveling together. Um, that's just one example. But there's um, been a lot of really, really cool stuff um, that's been added to the algorithm. A lot of stuff that just me as sort of, um, you know, somebody that's working with the tool every day. Um, I've seen it's able to pick up a lot more nuances in the market and how things are really changing, which is really, really important nowadays because, we're kind mm -hmm. of having to deal with the new normal, at least. Yeah, 100%. And so your algorithm now is called Hyper Local Pulse. Yeah. And I just want to point out for everybody who's listening, like regardless of what price app you use, like you have to, you have to really understand like what it's using as a comp set to price your listing. Uh, just to give an example, you know, we're in Idlewild and there's a market, Palm Springs, which is very close to us, like if you draw a straight line it's super close to us so you know like if if we if we put our market too wide it's going to pick up units in palm springs which is completely has completely different seasonality than because that's desert and we're mountain right so it's like completely different so for anybody out there like make sure make sure you know what your app is comparing you to and make sure that that's actually accurate right make sure it's the same it's the it's 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 high. It's local enough that it has the same market characteristics. No, definitely, definitely. Um, and then, in addition to like the hyperlocal pulse rollout, we've also rolled out like twenty over twenty. I want to say like twenty six or twenty eight other new features um, that are supposed to help both hosts and uh, larger property managers. Um, one focus that I think has been really, really interesting is that we're really trying to make um, data more accessible. Um, we're trying to make, um, allow you to really have a deeper understanding of your own metrics. So one thing that I've been pushing for and they've been working on for about a year um, is the new metrics on our dashboard. 
before we showed you, um, we call them health indicators. There are sort of three dates that you can look at, you know, by default, oh, seven days, 30 days and 60 days. You could basically see for every single one of your properties where you are at occupancy wise relative to the competition around you. Again, those 350 or so similar size listings. Now you can actually look at a ton of different metrics, um, things like your pickup, things like your both forward-looking occupancy, past-looking occupancy. You can compare the same time last year. Um, But really just allowing you to sort of view everything on your dashboard just very easily. You can also filter. So if you want to see all of your listings that are like, you know, less than 20% occupied, you can quickly pull all those right up to the top, which is really, really neat. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the performance metrics because um, that's ex- that's one of the things that I really enjoy, uh, the functionalities that I really enjoy. Um, and the reason I enjoy them is because, especially if you have like a larger portfolio, like I'm helping one of our uh, private clients who has 39 listings with their revenue management, right? And for me to go in there and like click on every single listing and review everything that's in there, it would just be way too time consuming. Um, so I really like the the, the performance metrics. So what this is, is on your pricing dashboard, you can basically select free metrics that you want to see on your dashboard. Now, before you, you guys only had um, occupancy there, right? Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. now you can choose like a whole range of metrics, um, yeah. which, is, which is super helpful because... You know, it depends what what you want to see. That kind of depends on your on your market. Um, you know, I like to look at occupancy, but depending on like what type of units, you can you might want to look at the seven day, the fifteen day, the thirty day. And for if you have larger homes, you might want to look at more like you know far out, right? Like thirty, out. sixty, yeah. ninety. Mm-hmm. But now we there's you know we we were already able to select the amount of days that you want to look out. But mm-hmm. now there's there's a lot of stuff that you can look at not just uh, occupancy, right? There's uh, revenue, RefPAR, ADR, there's night yeah. booked, booking pickup. There's there's so much stuff that you can look at and it allows you to allows you to quickly get an idea of like what's what's happening, where we're at, you know, yeah. um, which I, which is part of my kind of daily routine uh, for revenue management. It's just like scanning and seeing like, okay, is there, is there like a red flag that I have to look mm-hmm. deeper into, right? Is there a unit that's, you know, maybe not picking up on, on demand or is there a unit that's not occupied or is there a unit that's way too, too occupied if, if you, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. Um, so yeah, that's something that I personally really enjoy about this, this feature. Yeah. And I will say you don't need to look at all of the metrics. We sort of chose metrics based on what our users were requesting uh, if you add all of them, it might be a little bit overwhelming. So <laughs> yeah. take time, get you know a little bit deeper understanding of which metrics are important to you, and then you can set it up so that you're you're quickly able to reference things uh, right right from the dashboard there. Yeah, and actually, like it's funny, I, I didn't even realize you can add as many metrics as you want. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, it used to just be those three, um, but yeah, now you can add as many as you want. So um, it's it's pretty pretty cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm actually I'm actually I'm playing around with it right dashboard. now. <laughs> I'm actually updating my dashboard right now because I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't realize Wait that. A <laughs> That's amazing. There's no there's no limit to to how many you can add. Um, 
there might be some limit. I, honestly, I feel like, the, again, the limit is going to be like your ability to like understand all of the data at once um, more than how many you you can physically add. Gotcha. Yeah, this is yeah. this is really uh, that's really useful. Um, the, and, and another thing that's really useful is you can sort um, you can sort by from low to high or high to low, right? So, you for example, also, I just yeah. I, I just added like booking yeah. pickup in the last thirty days, right? And mm-hmm. and then you if you sort that or um, I can see like oh we had one listing that got eight new bookings in the last. Uh, 30 days, but we also have a few that got zero new bookings in the last 30 days, right? So that's mm-hmm. like really good information to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one that's sort of um, neat and I think underused is um, number of days sitting at your minimum price, uh, especially like when you're going into your sort of off season, low season, shoulder season, if you're not getting any bookings and you're sitting at your minimum price for you know the next 30 days, um, that can be a really good indicator. Of course, you want to take into account like your operational costs and things, but if um, if there is any flexibility on that minimum, that's a really good metric to take a look at. Interesting. Minimum price hitting dates. That's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Damn, I'm going to play around with this after our <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> Sweet. So, okay. So we covered a hyper, hyper local pulse. Um, then we covered performance metrics. Um, I personally, one thing that I really, really like is the fact that you guys now have an app, like a desktop app. Yes. <laughs> Cause I think one thing that we all deal with is you have a hundred tabs open and you're constantly looking for, you know, where's the mm-hmm. info, just being able to, you know, just open up the app is, uh, is, is so much, so much easier. Does it does that actually speed up the system as well versus yeah. versus using yeah, the web we, browser? We have found that, especially if you are somebody like me or or you <laughs> that has a million tabs open. Um, again, I'm I'm not part of our engineering team, but I I think that we no longer have to share like computing data with the web browser, um, and that tends to free things up and and speed everything up a little bit a little bit more, which which is really nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely important because <clears throat> sometimes the, as useful as the softwares are that we can use uh, these mm-hmm. days, there's so much technology. Uh, sometimes it's a little slow. So, you know, being able to have the app and uh, mm-hmm. speed it up is definitely, definitely good. Definitely. What else? Um, yeah. What else, what, what else do we, do we want to feature here? Yeah, I would say probably the smart presets is a really mm. cool one to talk about. Um, if you are new to price apps, you you won't know that it was any other way. Uh, essentially, when you first log in and add your listings, there's going to be a little pop up that says, hey, what? tell us a little bit more about yourself. What type of listings do you manage? Do you have short term, mid term? Are you like a multi unit, maybe like a hotel operator? Um, so you, you select what type of properties you have, and then you say whether or not you've used dynamic pricing before. And then when you actually go in to set up your listings, we show you um, essentially a bunch of different customizations that we've found to make similar operators successful. I'm not saying that you necessarily need to use all these customizations, but um, again, as we've been listening to feedback over the past couple of years, um, everybody says, Price Labs, you're great. 
but maybe you can be a little bit complicated sometimes. Um, it's sort of like going to one of those restaurants that has like a ton on the menu. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to like discern what really what you want to choose. Um, this way, we're kind of just able to sort of filter what you're able to see. Um, all the options, all the customizations are still available to you. Um, but again, if you are a um, you know a short-term rental operator that has never used dynamic pricing before, we can quickly show you, hey, these are five things that you might want to customize from our system. And here's why you want to do it and how maybe you want to make that those changes. Again, just really making the system more accessible and just a little bit easier to use. Um, I, I think it's really great. And of course, you don't like when you select those things on the, the pop-up, you're not stuck with those options forever. You can always go into your settings and, and make adjustments there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is something that I see with the people that I work with is a, a bit of a challenge, as you mentioned. Like, the it's like as as a, as a company, you have to the, the, people want more functionality. People always want more <laughs> functionality, right? Hey, can I do this? Can I do that? And you're like, okay, cool. Well, let me implement that. And then before you know, it's like you have so much functionality that people get confused and overwhelmed, exactly. which is totally totally understandable. So. You know, I think that's uh, I think that's good that you can kind of because I'm sure a lot of a lot of hosts are just just don't really know like how to use all this functionality, what values to set. So yeah. like just saying like, hey, you know what? Based on your unit info, this is kind of what we recommend. Exactly. I will say like I've been onboarding customers for a long time, and sort of the biggest mistake that I see people do is they go in and they turn everything on and they just put random customizations in because i don't know i think that they think they need to so hopefully here there's like little little info bubbles you hover over and it gives you a tip it it really explains sort of the whys and the hows of it um so hopefully it'll it'll just make everybody's lives a little bit easier yeah by the way i 100 percent agree (laughs) i see that i see that as well (laughs) so you know one big piece of advice to anybody listening right now if you don't really know what you're doing, then just leave it as a default. Right? Yeah, only, just, just don't yeah, touch just, it. Yeah, <laughs> only change change the nitty gritty if you really know what you're doing and if you really mm-hmm. understand the data and like it makes sense to do it. But otherwise, yeah. you know, the, because you're more likely to do harm than benefit, in, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, very, very true. And this is sort of somewhat related. I don't know if it was one of the points that we are going to sort of really focus on today, but. Um, on the same line that when we are sort of developing all these customizations, we are aware that people don't really know, Hey, what should I make my minimum stay be? What should I make my last minute, um, you know, prices be. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that we've sort of been focusing on this year. And it is a part of this release is we're really adding a lot of data to those customizations. So you don't have to figure those things out. So earlier this year, we released our um, recom- we need a <laughs> we need a shorter name for it, uh, but our like length of stay recommendation engine, uh, minimum stay recommendation engine, um, and essentially we are pulling in data from all of the listings around you, actually looking at the um, lengths of stay that have been booked and how far out bookings are being made, and we can actually recommend settings saying, hey, you know, 90 days out, you want a six-night stay, then drop that down to a, a four-night stay within 30 days, and then a two-night stay within the next week. Um, so that's been really cool to see. And also, if you're on the Hyperlocal Pulse, uh, the latest sort of smart customization that we've brought out 
are our last minute prices and our far out premiums. So um, before our last minute prices and far out premium default defaults were just sort of static. They were set. Of course, our, our data science team did a bunch of research and said generally this strategy should work for all markets. Um, but now, again, it's going to be calculated just based on your comp set, and it's going to be recalculated every day. And what's really cool about that, again, if we're coming into our low season, our booking window, um, our opportunities to book is going to look a lot different than maybe other times of the year. So having your last minute prices actually fluctuate with the market is something that um, I think is pretty pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's see. What else do we what else do we have to cover here? There's a few more uh I know you guys have like 20 updates so you know probably don't have time yeah. to go through all of them. But. No, of course, of course. Um I know so like I don't know team management if your users have uh, or if your listeners have um team members um mm-hmm. before you sort of had to just share a login um, and maybe you have somebody that's taking care of your properties in California and somebody that's taking care of your properties in South Carolina. And maybe they want to see each other's properties, but you don't want them to touch each other's properties. Or if there's multiple hands in there, you don't want them or you want to be able to see who's actually making changes. So our, our new team management is something that's pretty neat. Um, something that a lot of people have actually been asking for. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, <clears throat> You know, especially for people that have larger portfolios, mm-hmm. it, uh, it might make that might make sense, right? To have a different team member, like have somebody look at all the studios and so and one bedrooms, and somebody look at all the larger homes, for example, because mm-hmm. they're so different. Yeah, or even if you're just uh, you know, a single operator, I I work with a lot of people that have um, like virtual assistants that are helping them with with their pricing strategy. So instead of you just sharing your your login, you can make a separate login for your assistant that's helping you to kind of track them, see what they're doing, um, actually make sure that they're actually going in and, and making changes when they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, one thing that I also have noticed is you guys you guys have quite a lot of education for, for hosts, right? Which I think is really, really important. Like what I've learned from kind of working with a lot of hosts over the last like few months and you know, helping them with the revenue management, I realized like it's it's one thing to have a dynamic pricing app, but it's another thing to actually understand how to use it. And there's definitely a learning curve there, right? Yeah. So I've I've been watching those those webinars that you guys did. Um, is that like what? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you let everybody know like how how if people are using Price Labs, like how can they get access to those webinars? Yeah, uh, we try to be very accessible. Um, so if you're actually on your Price Labs screen, um, like logged into your account, in the lower right-hand corner, there are two bubbles. There's like a help chat bubble, and then there's a bubble that's like a little graduation cap. Um, if you click that bubble, it'll direct you to a bunch of really great resources, our live trainings, our recorded trainings, upcoming updates, things like that. Um, if you're not signed up yet, you can always go to our YouTube channel. All of our uh, recorded webinars are are posted there. Um, and then, of course, if you go to hello.pricelabs.co, um, there's a tab that's resources, and there's there's a trainings tab under there. 
um, along with a bunch of other really great free resources. I'll, I'll plug those while, while I'm talking about this. Um, we did just launch a really cool um, revenue estimator. So if you are an investor and you want to get a revenue estimation for free, Again, um, if you go to hello.pricelabs.co under our resources, there's a really, really cool new tool tool that we've developed um, that can sort of, you'll you'll basically give us an address and a bedroom count, and we'll give you an average of what we're seeing in the area. Definitely check that out too. Awesome. Yeah, definitely is something that I think is really important, like to educate yourself because I see so many hosts Mm -hmm. who sign up for a pricing tool and then put in a base price, turn it on and then never, never kind of look at it again. And uh, (laughs) that's not, that's not the best way to use it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you are in the U S if you're, um, or in sort of time zone where you could make a U.S. webinar work, uh, we do run our one oh one webinars every single day. So Monday through Friday. Um, and then we have an advanced webinar every Thursday. So what's really great about those is there tend to be like less than 20 people in them. Um, and we answer all of your questions. So even if you just, you know, you don't need to stay for the entire webinar, you can always hop on. Usually there's like a, you know, five minute waiting period where we wait for everybody to join. You can just say, hey, I've got these three questions. Of course, if it's like very specific to your account, just reach out to our support team because we can always do like a quick one-on-one call with you. But if it's more of a general question that like, hey, like what is a base price? Um, our team can definitely quickly answer that um, on, on one of our sort of group group trainings is what we call them sure um one topic that i I would love to dive into a little bit deeper is the comp sets right and this is something that you know whenever you are on a revenue management panel webinar training whatever it is uh they always talk about comp sets right Mm -hmm. can you can you explain can you explain what exactly that means Okay, so what what a comp set is? Um, essentially, a comp set is um, your competitive set. So if you look at your neighborhood, we consider like a hyper local neighborhood. Um, who around you is similar to you? Now, if you're talking about our dynamic pricing tool, um, we curate a comp set of. 350, sometimes less than that if you're in a really rural area, but generally about 350 of the closest units to you of similar size. So if you have a two bedroom, we'd be looking at one bedrooms, two bedrooms, and three bedrooms. If you have an eight bedroom home, we sort of expand that a little bit. Typically, there's just not a ton of eight bedroom homes. It's really hard to get 350 of them within you know, um, a reasonable radius. Um, But you can go further than that. So we sort of cast a wider net so that we're able to capture really um, all of the different things that are going on in the market. But you can go further. You can say, I just want to look at the other, you know, two bedrooms that are pet friendly and have a pool just in my community. Um, While that might not necessarily be enough data to truly understand the, the intricacies of your market, you can definitely see where they're pricing against you. Um, you can see what their, you know, occupancy, things like that look like. Um, and there's a couple of ways to do that within Price Lab. So we do have our market dashboards tool. And um, you can actually pull in your comp sets that you've cre- you're creating in market dashboards into both portfolio analytics, which is our sort of business analytics tool um, that, that gives us sort of or gives you access to your own data. Uh, as well as in neighborhood data in that dynamic pricing tool. Um, 
we've always been able to make comp sets in market dashboards, but we've made it so much easier. Uh, I used to be kind of like you'd have to put in like little formulas in a box and it was it was just really complicated. I, I run a, a market dashboards webinar at the beginning of each month. So um, this is September 28th. So next week we'll be running our, our market dashboards webinar um, on Wednesday. Um, but we, we I would have to physically show people like, okay, this, this symbol is going to do this and this is going to do that. Um, but now it's just there's a, a little button that says filter. And it's almost like if you were online shopping, you can say, I want to look at two bedrooms, three bedrooms with one bath, two bath, three bath, pet friendly, yes or no, pool, yes or no. Um, and then we're going to sort of filter down all the listings in this area for you that match the criteria that you are, are setting up. Once you have a smaller set, uh, you can actually go through and click on each of the listings like links so you can see it aesthetically. Yes, maybe they have all the sort of features that I want, but maybe they've used their like Nokia phone from 1995 to, to take all the listing photos. And, and they're not actually a good comp for you because you know that you, you need professional photos if you're going to mm -hmm. uh, be successful. Um, and then, yeah, again, you can pull all that data. You can look at just a report just for those specific listings. Um, and it's, it's really, really powerful. Yeah. And I think just to kind of stress the importance of this, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my market dashboard right now for one of, one of the portfolios I manage and there's three, there's 939 listings in, in this particular area. Right. Um, but in this market, there's, there's really like, there's a beach for example. Right. And so I've noticed that <clears throat> units that are on the beach or like very close to the beach behave differently than units that are, you know, 15 minute drive from the beach. Right. Mm -hmm. So these are that, that, you know, that's something that is easy to overlook, but that's really important. Right. Also, like <clears throat> if you have a pool, for example, you know, you definitely mm -hmm. want to compare yourself to other listings that have a pool and just kind of see and just kind of see like, okay, are these, are these units, what are the factors that make um, the, how to say that, that will determine how your unit should be priced, if that makes sense, right? It's almost like creating subsets in your marketplace where you're recognizing, oh, these type of units, you know, they book a little, the booking window is a little longer or a little shorter, right? Or like people pay more um, mm -hmm. for the high demand dates compared to uh, other units. Like that's super mm -hmm. important information to have. So, you know, being able to play around with that you know, I think uh, yeah. I think can can teach you a lot about the market, but so you're talking about um, you know creating comp sets where we can just com we can compare data, but mm -hmm. is the the actual the comp set that that PriceUp uses to recommend the prices is that something that we can change or is that like a default? Currently, it's not something that you can change. It is a default, um, but something that we have adjusted recently, especially if you are, and this is useful, especially if you are maybe like a, um, an operator of like a multi-unit type of situation, either it's like a hotel or um, maybe just like studios in a city. Um, you can now curate a comp set of hotels and adjust the weight of the algorithm to basically say, Let, let's pay a little bit more attention to the hotels in my comp set. Um, currently, if you're just using our, our sort of standard operation. Um, hotels account for a really small amount of the algorithm. I believe it's like something like 10%. Whereas mm 
we're really just looking for dates where maybe hotels have raised their prices and maybe we aren't quite seeing any demand develop in the short-term rental market, but we're going to put in a little bit of a bump just in case um, there is something that you know people just aren't looking for yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you, you can actually handpick the different hotels that you want us to price against. And then you can say, actually, you know, I'm a, I'm a multi-unit operator. I've got studios in a city and it, I'm actually competing against hotels. Let me increase the weight of the hotel comp set against the, the short-term rentals in my area. Mm. Gotcha. Um, and then is there, is there a way for us, you mentioned like Price Labs will select 350 listings to base their mm-hmm. recommendations off. Is there a way to, for us to see what those, which those units are? Yeah, of course. Um, in your dashboard, if you go to any of your listings, so the pricing dashboard, click review prices or click on the listings name, you're going to initially see your calendar pop up. Um, just above your calendar, you're going to see a couple of tabs, uh, calendar, neighborhood data, and I think hotel data. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go to neighborhood data um, and you scroll down, you're going to see an option to show map and all of the sort of dots that you see on the map are going to be the, the listings in, in that hyper-local hyper comp set. Right. And there's a, there's a neat feature that I, uh, that I quite enjoy actually in the, on that same area there. So you can click on, um, you can click on show map and also like there's a, there's an overview section above that, right. Mm-hmm. Um, where it gives you an overview of the units that, that price up is yes. looking at. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, you can see the like the number of, of listings and what their average um, like ADRs are in, in sort of that overview. But if you actually want to see physically where those 350 units are and be able to click on and open up the Airbnb page, um, then you'd want to look at them out. Right. Um, and then one feature that I think is really nice about below there is compare competitor calendar, um, where you can actually select up to 10 listings. Um, <clears throat> you can select them. Um, you can select up to 10 mi- listings that you feel like are the most similar to yours, especially useful for like, I have one unit here, for example, that's kind of outside of the city. So it's, you know, it's a little bit more, you know, if you're downtown, like studio, like you're so similar to a lot of other studios and there's tons yeah. of them. But if you're a little bit out of town and there's not that many similar units to yours, like you kind of really have to look at the actual units and see like, Hey, is this comparable? Cause you might have a two bedroom. That's kind of like a standard, you know, home. And then, you know, next to you is somebody who built like a super fancy a frame. Right. And it's like, you yeah. can't really compare that. Right. So, you know, especially in those type of markets where units, where the diversity is a little larger, uh, I think mm-hmm. it's really useful. You can, you can just literally like pick the units where you feel like, okay, these are really similar to mine similar um you know luxury or similar like size location like all the old amenities all that stuff and then you can mm-hmm. actually look at the calendars so you can see like oh am i how am i priced and occupied compared to these specific listings that i feel like are most similar to mine no exactly what's cool i believe when you're actually looking at the dates that are booked on your like competitors calendar um, you'll see the dates that are crossed out and the and the price sort of that they were potentially booked for. And of course, if if somebody calls and says, "Hey," or I think we were just talking about direct bookings via Instagram before we went live, somebody reached out to you and you know negotiated a lower price. Of course, we wouldn't be able to pick that up from 
scrape data, uh, but you can see what the listing was listed at when those dates went offline, which I think is really, really interesting information. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just very easy to see. It's very easy to compare your, your prices. You can scroll through the calendar. I'm doing it right now. You can see like, Hey, why am I, you know, why are these units booked this weekend and I'm not booked yet. Right. It's like, Oh, let's look at the, you know, let's look at how much of the demand has already, <clears throat> has already hit and, we can see that on the occupancy graph um, that's on the same on the same page, and then see like, okay, do I need to take action here? Is there something going on, or or you know, is it just like, do, should I be patient and not lower my prices, knowing that I probably mm -hmm. will get booked based on last year's data and everything? So it really allows you to to get really really granular uh, on a on a certain listing. So awesome, um, yeah. Sweet. Well, we've we've gone through a lot. Um, any any final thoughts? Any anything that we haven't yeah, talked about that there, you wanted to bring up? I think I should have probably talked about this at the the top of <laughs> of the <laughs> meeting. Um, we we went through hyperlocal pulse, but I don't know that we really talked about migrating to the new algorithm if you aren't currently on it. So if you're a current Price Labs user, um, you can actually check which algorithm you are on just on your main pricing dashboard. Um, I think if you click column visibility, there's now an option where you can um, select where it says algorithm version. Um, and once that's selected, you'll be able to see for each of your listings um, if it's on the old algorithm or if it's on hyperlocal pulse. And if your account is ready for migration, you'll actually see a little button there that says migrate. Um, there's going to be a tool that pops up that basically says, hey, this is your pricing currently with the old algorithm. This is what your pricing is going to look like with the new algorithm. There are a couple of things that you might need to adjust. Um, so because the new algorithm is doing better at understanding you know, intricacies in your market, um, if you've made customizations to sort of make up for where the algorithm was lacking before, you might need to turn those off. So things mm -hmm. like if you're using seasonal base prices, day of week customizations, and sometimes if you're if you're changing your base price a lot, you might even need to adjust your base price a little bit. But um, when you click that migrate, there's going to be a little tool that pops up that kind of helps you understand those things that you need to adjust. But of course, if you have any questions or if you want to migrate sooner rather than later, just reach out to us at support at pricelabs.co. Like, we are there to help you. Uh, we are there to help you understand and just feel confident in your pricing strategy. Awesome. Um, well, Becca, thank you so much for for joining and um, for the for the people who are listening. And if you haven't, if you're not using a pricing app, I highly recommend you use one. Price app is is great. I'm really enjoying. Um, <clears throat> I'm really enjoying uh, work using using these uh, this tool. Um, you can get a discount. If you use a code uh, GPFYP, I believe you get ten. You get a ten dollar credit. You get a free trial anyway, so you get a free trial mm -hmm. for thirty days. You get uh, a free dashboard, market dashboard as well, so you can get a lot of data about your market. Um, and last but not least, if you want to learn more about revenue management, and if you want to know the five most common mistakes that we see that hosts are making we uh eric and i created a, a pretty cool little ebook it also includes like a, 
um, an overview of like the most commonly used uh, terms in revenue management. When I started going deep in revenue management, in the, the first couple of conversations I listened to, like I, I didn't know what people were talking yeah. about. Because there's so much lingo, right? It's, yeah. like, it's like a whole so other language. <laughs> yeah, it's like Chinese. So like what we did is um, in our ebook, we we basically uh, we basically put together like I don't know the, the 50 most common terms and uh, just put in a short explanation so that you can kind of have that as a you know as a as a resource like whenever you go deeper into revenue management, you understand what people are talking about. So this um, this ebook you can download it for free at getpaidforyourpet.com slash cash. So just go to getpaidforyourpet.com slash cash and you'll see uh, there's a, there's our ebook. You can download it for free. Um, and uh, we're also doing a, a training on Wednesday. We're doing a webinar on the on the same topic of, uh, of revenue management as well, where we're, Eric and I are going to have some fun in our studio. We're uh, not making it too, too serious. We're going to have a, a lot of fun with this, but we're going to teach you kind of the stuff that we have learned over like the last uh, years and especially the last few months, like working more intensely with a lot of hosts. So uh, if you uh, if you go to cash, get paid for pad.com slash cash, uh, you can download the ebook and then uh, you can also sign up for the training. Or if you just want to sign up for the training, then you can also go to get paid for slash training. But I highly recommend download the ebook. Um, I think it'll be useful. So with that said, uh, that's it for today, everybody. So hope you have a great weekend. Becca, thanks again for, for joining. I'm sure we'll have you back on so at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. This is great. Awesome. And to the listeners, hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll be back next week, of course. So see you then. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.